Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Expansion Pack Podcast, where we download this week's content and bring it to you. As always, I'm your host, Danzel, a.k.a. Black Ice 8, joined on my 19th episode with my amazing co-host, Manny, a.k.a. Goopmaster Flex. Say what's up, bro? You staying gooping? We, we, we staying gooping, you know staying what I'm saying? Staying gooping. Staying gooping. Word, word. All right. Then we got Chris, a.k.a. May 25th. Say hello to the people. What's good, people? <laughs> Episode 19. You know, as always, we got some games to be talking about. We got some games to talk about. <clears throat> we got some, uh, not, not, not too much news, but, you know, a couple announcements here and there. Um, definitely some interesting topics for this week. But before we get into that stuff, you know, we want to talk about what we're playing. So... Chris, I'm gonna let you start off this time around. What have you been playing this week? Uh, I know my answer has been extremely boring in the last few weeks. I'm sorry. I wish I could diversify a little bit for y'all, but Destiny, duh. Listen, ain't no sunsetting. I am after these weapons. Y'all don't know if this is like. How do I put this? You know, like how when bears they go into hibernation, right? And then they wake up, and they go out and collect all the things that they need and shit before the next hibernation. Mm-hmm. This is what this is right now for me, because I know there's going to be another slow period in Destiny. There's never like a consistent just banger season after banger season. It never happens that way. So, trying to get all my grinding done now. So later on. I could chill a little bit, but I really do need to get the outrider, so I'm slacking on y'all. I am so sorry, but <laughs> God damn it, Destiny McCullough, my name. So, okay. coming soon. All right, well, we'll, we'll be here, looking to hear your synopsis on Outriders, that's for sure. Um, Manny, how about you? Um, <clears throat> I, know I can kind of second what Chris said with uh, not the game's point, but like, you know. It's kind of been the same thing. Just playing some of them classic Grand Theft Autos and Warzone. A little bit of 2K and FIFA. Can't forget about those games. You already know. They call me the 10 cent man because I be throwing dimes in FIFA. You know what I'm saying? Wow. Okay. I definitely, I definitely need to get to Oh, FIFA, shit. Because like, we be having a lot of fun in pro clubs. Yeah. 10 yeah, cent man, huh? 10 oh, cent man. Shit. Diamond it up. All right. Um. Yeah, for me... <clears throat> yeah, my answer is probably just as boring as your guys'. Um, I, I actually haven't really gotten too much into Destiny. We played a little bit, Chris and I, today. But um, my week's been kind of hectic with a couple other things. So I haven't really been playing as much as I'd like to this week. Um, played some some FIFA with Manny. He's been smacking me in one-on-ones, that's for sure. Or not, Maybe not smacking me, but definitely stressing me the hell out. That's for sure. Um <laughs> Yeah, yeah, haven't really gotten too dive much into anything else. Um, so yeah, kind of a kind of a boring week, but you know, we definitely need to get into Outriders, Chris. I'm I'm willing to jump in. I know, a second chance. I know, I am slacking. I'll at Bungie, tell them to shut the servers down for a couple of days, <laughs> and then we can get it cracking. Hey man, this season, this is a long season, bro. This is a long season. We got until what? Yeah. June, May, June. What for? Uh, 
For Destiny? Yeah. No, nah, no, nah, the new season starts uh, next month, I want to say. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Yes, sir. This is the second month of the season. They're usually about three months apiece. I don't know about usually. that. Usually. I don't know. I mean, now we'll you find gotta out. Like, I, I gotta look at the damn map again, but it yeah. can't be till June. No way. Maybe May. I think no it's. Way. I think it's longer than you might be giving it credit for. But yeah, unless they stretch it out because of the fact that they push back. Um, what you call it? Usually, it's like a quarterly thing. So that's why I'm like, yeah. June, three months. I mean, yeah. Uh, okay. But May, May, because I mean May. It would be May. It would be May. Yeah. May twenty fifth. <laughs> which is basically June. <laughs> it's not June. Don't be disrespectful to the name. June twenty fifth. All right, all right, all right. How well, good does that sound? June twenty fifth. Whack. He's whack. Whoever's out there calling him some June twenty fifth. You're whack. Sorry. Just, 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 you're whack. Sorry, June twenty fifth. If we have offended you in any way, I'm take not up your sorry. qualms with uh, your rival there, May. Um, at me, bro. Leave us at out me. of this. <laughs> at me, bro. <laughs> oh man. Well, Chris, we're gonna bring it back over to you, man, because uh, you know we gotta we gotta talk about a little something, something to get you get your weekly segment. What everybody's waiting for. Go everybody's waiting for it. Oh, oh yeah. Oh. Oh yeah. Hit it off, bro. Okay. Pressure. I haven't. I never felt pressure like this before doing this, but now that I've been told everybody's waiting for it. <laughs> no. Okay. Shit. Uh, Alright. Oh, I gotta do the Nick Merch. Hold up. <laughs> Ding! <laughs> oh, man. Icebreaker. So, this week, Birdman Hands. Very simple question for you, gentlemen. Who is your favorite video game character ever? Ever. Ever. One character, not a group, not an organization. I'm talking about one character, your guy. You could pick it from a game that's recent. You could pick it from a game that's really old school. Whatever you try and do, one character. Okay. Um, Manny, you want to start it off? I can start it off. You know, this question was hard because... I got a lot of characters that I love that was, you know, say it was my favorite, but I think the one that's going to take the cake, it's going to have to be Solid Snake, man. My boy, Solid Snake from Metal Gear. I know Denzel threw a little hate from him last week, but... (laughs) But, No hate for Snake. No hate for Snake. No hate for Snake. I I know you're talking about Metal Gear, but I'm talking about my man, the badass that, you know what I'm saying, the first... I just... He's just the best, you know what I'm saying? My man... Very iconic character, honestly. Um, badass, like I said, sneaking around, killing the people. CQC, MM Beans. You know how we do. <laughs> okay, all right. Hey. Solid Snake's the man. I uh, I fucks with that. Um, My boy Thick too. Pause. Interesting. <clears throat> all right, <laughs> that's tech. Um, so. <laughs> Anyways, want to check that later in post. Yeah, yeah, we'll definitely might want to check that one. Anywho, um, for me, I would have to go with, in my opinion, one of the baddest motherfuckers to ever touch foot on a video game, and that's got to be Dante from Devil May Cry. 
I almost was gonna go with that. I almost was because he's. I. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go no, ahead. no, no. He's a. He's a. He's a bad man. He. You know his. <clears throat> the swag he comes out with when he's fighting people and like making it all stylish with the with the the, the two guns. I forget what they're called, but Ebony like and Ivory, no? Ebony and Ivory. You're right. That's exactly that what they're called. Good. Yep. <clears throat> the way he used to like combine you know shooting enemies while like flipping in the air you know doing freaking spins and all that stuff and then still pulling out the sword and just dicing people to shreds bro yeah dante dante's the man especially in devil may cry two and three like the swag he came out with i remember <laughs> remember there was like this one scene where he was like surfing on like a, a pizza box or something and then like flying through the air and then chopping demons up and bro yeah he's the man He's the man. Dante's definitely yeah. gonna be my pick for sure. Okay. I I can't even get mad at that pick because I'm telling you, I was real right there with you. However, my pick. I took a lot of deliberation, I think, to come up with this one, but I really think I have to go with my boy Shepard from Mass Effect. Um. So one of the reasons why I picked Shepard is. I'm a big fan of video games that allow you to play with the character, beat the game, and then carry that that character's progression on throughout the whole sequels or whatever. Mm -hmm. And you were able to do that with Shepard for three video games. And I don't know about other people, but for me, when they do that and they do it in the right way, it kind of feels like you're on this journey with this character in a sense. Um, I don't know. There's just something about how that worked out that I really, really enjoyed. Then on top of it, if we're talking about badass... Like, come on. This man, Shepard, more or less lost his entire body. I'm sorry for spoiling people's if y'all ain't never played a game before. Game been out for about a decade. Don't get mad at me. Play the damn game. All right? <laughs> but anyways, yeah, man's gets blown to, like, smithereens damn near. And they, like, piece him back together. And I think throughout the second game, like, he even has scarring and stuff on his face mm-hmm. from them doing, like, whatever they did to him. And I'm like, man, man's done fought the damn Reapers, blew up, got reconfigured, and is still fighting the damn Reapers. <laughs> hey, yo, you want to talk about badass? That's my guy, man. Shepard is, he's just like hard as nails. Like, I wish they could keep going with his character as long as they could in that universe, but the Mass Effect universe is so humongous, it's almost a disservice to, like, keep going with Just Shepard, so. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, oh, man, Shepard's my guy. That's my guy. Yeah. Word? Okay. Well, as always, thank you for your icebreaker, Chris. Yes, sir. Segment everybody's always waiting for. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> <laughs> Make sure you guys let us know what your favorite game character is down in the comments. Um, but yeah, let's jump into this week's topics. So, we've had two uh, two two interesting game announcements this week in particular. Um, f- the first one I want to let Chris talk about a little bit because he um, he's he's pretty excited about it. So, Chris, tell us about that first one. Uh, all right, guys. So, this is some odd news, but I just felt like we needed to talk about this just because of what it was. So. The Dungeons and Dragons franchise, the big storied franchise. People, anybody who is even remotely a gamer, even if you don't like it, you've heard of it. There's no way you've never seen the name, 
read it in an article like you have. There's no way. So, <laughs> like, this is big news where, like, they've recently been announced that the uh, same uh, studio, I guess, that makes CSGO, the popular uh, competitive shooter, they're going to be tackling an open-world RPG in the Dungeons & Dragons universe. Can we get the... Burr, 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 burr? Oh, no, we ain't got that, but that's like... It's definitely really interesting. I, like, I'm actually... I, I don't know, like, I'm somewhat lost for words, I guess, a little bit on how to, like, describe this, because, again, this is a massive, 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 massive thing that we're talking about, Dungeons & Dragons, but an open-world format? Like, I never thought about this kind of adaptation. We've been talking about that a lot on the, on the channel, on, on the channel, but uh, on the pod. Mm-hmm. You know, video games getting brought into TV format and movie format and all these new outlets that are coming out, but I never really thought about a tabletop game now being brought into the video game format, which can open up so many other doors going down the road if it goes well. And it's just like, this is... It's it's crazy on that level, but then it's also crazy. It was like, again, if you guys know about CSGO, this game is so far different than what they're going to be trying to tackle with creating this this RPG. I, I don't even really know what to say on that front. So like, it's 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 very very interesting. It's it's a uh, it's something that I'm also worried about in terms of if it's going to be taken a hundred percent seriously. Um. Because you you just don't know. I, I I really don't know what to expect here. With a lot of this, like, I'd be really curious to hear what you guys' opinions on it is. But yeah, man, this is the news that has uh recently been announced. They haven't really announced too too much for it yet. I don't even think we have like a release date or anything like that. But yeah. it's in development. Yeah, definitely um, early early stages. It seems like. But yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but yeah. wild many wild. Man, I don't know if you uh, want to go first on this one. Um, yeah, I could put my, you know, little two cents in out of my 10 cents, <laughs> but what is it called? Uh, definitely excited, uh, exciting news, yeah. especially for, you know, the big D&D fans, because, you know, like, like I said, it's just a sign that hasn't been tackled in the AAA format yet. So definitely some exciting news and like definitely something I would be willing to play. Um, one, one thing I'm hoping for it that is you know, ends up being like an MMO where it's just like you're in this big, massive world and you just play with your friends, tackle mm-hmm. dungeons together, meet other players, even, you know, possibly even having like a PvP aspect mm-hmm. of it, I'm sure they can probably int- implement it into it. Um, and, you know, like you guys said, it's a, you know, a, a AAA game from a tabletop, essentially. So, you know, they got a lot to work with. Um Absolutely. And definitely very exciting. I, you know, I can't wait to uh, see more news about it, and see you know what kind of like path they take on Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> well, I don't know if this is necessarily a great omen for this game, or necessarily something <laughs> that they might want to compare it to. But you know what else was a tabletop game and turned into an open world RPG? Cyberpunk. So, mm-hmm. you know, I. I still I still got love for Cyberpunk and I think it's a really good game. So to me it's not necessarily a bad omen. But right. yeah. But the prospect of, you know, a, a Dungeons and Dragons game which already had I'll say this, I'm not necessarily one who's ever played Dungeons and Dragons, but 
the gravity of, of a triple A AAA version of this game isn't lost on me, right? I understand that there's a rich history there. There's a lot of things that they can pull from, you know, with, with Dungeons and Dragons. Um, I'm looking for, you know, so, like when I, when I hear third, AAA third person open world RPG, like my brain goes to like a Skyrim, right? Obviously mm-hmm. Skyrim's first person, but you know, you can, you can pull out the third person if you wanted to, but Skyrim is one of the biggest games that, you know, in the last decade and, or, and some change. So, if they can tap on that a little bit and, you know, maybe get some of that um, hype garnered up for it. And, and these developers, you know, former CSGO developers or co-developers, you know, it's, it seems like there's, it's interesting because there's no lineage to say that they would be able to pull off a game like this. You know, they, they CSGO is obviously a first person shooter. Um, I'm, I'm curious. I'm intrigued. You know, I'll mm-hmm. that. I'm intrigued. Hopefully they, hopefully they come hard. I wanted to add a, a point that I think could really, really enhance these games. If they, and this is something that I really kind of haven't seen in gaming for over 10 years. So, whoo! All right, audience, stick with me. I know I'm about to be going back, but, but I, I have a destination. Just stick with me. All right, listen. So, I remember years ago, there used to be this game, or there was an anime actually called Monster Hunter. Uh, not Monster Hunter, uh, Monster Rancher. That's what it was. Mm-hmm. And basically, Monster Rancher, the whole anime was about this world or those, these creatures, and you got to find these ancient discs and then bring the disc to this, like, restoration thing, and then you, hopefully you could find a rare, strong creature in the disc. But then they used to start making video games where in real life what they wanted you to do was, and this shit was mad fun, bro. Uh, I had it for PS2, where basically they would have this feature where, like, you would open up your game thing while it was going, pulled the disc out and they wanted you to just go around your house and find random discs and those discs would get read in the game and then a random creature could come off the disc and sometimes if you put a particular disc in your shit you got like a like a really crazy thing so little me is running around the house finding cds dvds uh like whatever i could find to kind of like do this and it was like really fun because i'm like well, this is like a now too. What what's on this? Let me put this in and see. Like, you know. so like when I when I'm talking about stuff like that, I'm thinking I don't know how they could do it, but if there's a way to incorporate, like, say, the people out there who actually do play and the cards and stuff that they already own, mm. I don't know if they're how how do you let them use that stuff in the game? Because if you do that, not only is that like including them. It's different. No, nobody do that. There's never been an RPG that's open world, AAA, that also allows you to use tangible things in the outside world as items inside the game. Yeah. That is like that's that's <laughs> that's crazy. Like you know, what I'm saying you could scan it on your phone. Say maybe it's like a special potion or mm-hmm. something like that, and then you can get it. And that, that's crazy, bro. Yeah, I don't know if they're thinking like that, but I hope so. Yeah, <laughs> that'd know? be really cool. That'd be cool, bro. Like, <laughs> That would be actually really dope. Hmm. I haven't seen a game do nothing like that where they let you just use outside things to influence your gameplay. You know, that's... It's cool. Yeah. It's cool stuff. I mean, yeah, I I think that would be an amazing idea. I hope that that's something that's on their radar. I... Who who the hell knows at this point? That that would be (laughs) insane, but... Yeah, I mean, we'll see what what uh. I think it's Hidden Path Entertainment is the name of the studio that's uh, that's uh, going to be working on it. So, mm-hmm. you know, we'll see what they what they've got going on. 
You know, I mean, to come from a lineage of making CSGO, you know, regardless of if you're a co-developer or support studio, whatever, you know, diving into an RPG, I guess definitely some eyebrows will be raised. I'm hoping this isn't one of those, like, flash in the pan games you know like they're they're calling yeah, it a triple a game right triple a third person open world fantasy rpg so you can't you can't just throw the word triple a and dungeons and dragons into the same sentence and then have it just be trash like you guys have to come mm-hmm. correct so yeah we'll we'll keep an eye out i mean it seems like it's it's definitely some ways away considering uh the studio's hiring now right they i think mm-hmm. um based on the tweet that they posted out uh, Hidden Path is hiring. We are in development on a AAA, you know, yada, yada, yada. They're looking for a graphics programmer, lead graphics programmer, senior technical artist, and a writer. So, I mean, that's got to mean they're pretty early in development. So, you know, mm-hmm. we'll see three years from now, uh, you know, what that'll look like. But we did get another game that got announced this week that is a little bit closer to uh, closer to release here. Um, it's actually Aliens Fireteam. So <clears throat> let's see here. Aliens Fire Team is set up as kind of a, a four-person co-op game. Um, obviously in the Aliens universe, you know, if anybody's familiar with the Aliens movies, pretty popular movies as well. So you know, we've got we've got those <coughs> those uh, an, another instance of something that really isn't a video game at at its heart, right? Like an Aliens movie, and they're bringing it over to the video game universe. Although they have been multiple Aliens games in the past. But this one, you know, looks pretty interesting. You know, as I mentioned, a four-person co-op game. Um, a lot of people kind of compared it to Left 4 Dead because everybody seems to compare anything that's a four-person co-op game to <laughs> Left 4 Dead, really. <laughs> but this one's not first person. It's it's third person, um, you know, cooperative survival shooter is what they call it. It kind of looks to me, it reminds me vaguely of um, Evolved because it seems like the game is... And I don't know if anybody remembers the game Evolved, but ironically, it was made by some former Left 4 Dead developers. Um, I think that the studio that they formed was called Total Rock. Um, but it was it was like a class-based 4v1 multiplayer game. Um, and, you know, each person picked a particular class and they all had a particular role. And their goal was to take down the the one big monster that was also being... It was a PvP game, so... The big monster was being controlled by another human, and they had to work together to set traps and do certain things, and uh, you know, figure out creative ways to get the to kill the big monster. I don't see any um, instance of there being a multiplayer mode where there's like you know PvP necessarily, but this looks more like a PVE version of that game. Um, I think there's five different classes to choose from. Uh, and yeah, I mean, you can <clears throat> you can uh, customize your kit with different weapons different grenades so on and so forth so yeah it looks it looks pretty interesting you know um and that one's supposed to be coming this summer so you know with that being said guys what do you guys think about this you know um many i'm definitely excited uh you know like a aliens game where it's just like the survival is out here with you from you know three other players just battling down and like we know that you know Aliens, like the franchise, had its little bad history. Uh, but the, you know, the last release, Isolation, was you know a really good one, good, like yeah. Survival Horde. Uh, so um, I'm not gonna knock this game down. Definitely would love to give it a try if there's like a beta uh, coming soon. That would be you know great to you know get get your feet in the water, mm-hmm. uh, see how the game runs, plays. Um, and I you know I think it's like one of those games that you know us as a group would definitely love because I know like. 
one of our friends uh, from Balls Deep, uh, Javon, he loves to play Left 4 Dead. So, like, you know, like, I think we'll all just have a blast with, like, this kind of, like, survival horror type of game. And, you know, just I'm excited. For sure. For sure. Chris, what do you think about it, man? Um, yeah, man. Uh, the first thing I think that kind of struck me is I really love how it looks graphically. Um, I think they really captured that very, very well in terms of realism, but then also making sure it looked like the movie stuff, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, if you saw the shot in the trailer, <clears throat> excuse me, of the alien, like, it looked really, really good. And I don't know if that was cutscene graphics or if that was just, like, in-game graphics, but even then... You know, some of the scenes where they're doing some of the action stuff or they're doing some of the shooting and all that looks very good. Um, I don't know if the game is considered uh, next-gen officially or if it's, like, on everything or what, how that's working, but... It's a cross-gen platform, uh, game, okay. so it'll be on Series S, X, and the PS5 in addition to the uh, previous generation. So. Right, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, it reminds me of, like, a co-op version of Dead Space if I had to, like, really come up with like a comparison i guess mm-hmm. which is dope um because I, I haven't like really dug too deep into the dead space world because sometimes it's hard for me to get into those older games consistently but yeah in this kind of environment co-op sci-fi horror elements uh it seems like they're really doing well with like the hdr stuff in there especially because the spots that are dark are very dark but then they got this one scene I remember in the trailer where like they got like this this like light at the end of the tunnel kind of thing looking, and it just looked super good. So I don't know. I'm excited. I think it has a potential. I'm always here for more co-op gameplay modes and stuff like that. So hopefully, you know, they do what they gotta do. It comes with the weapons. And, sure. Uh, yeah, just give people something to grind for. I'm hoping that it's a little bit more sophisticated than just a horde mode game. Like, give me. Something or at least come up with a good campaign. Yeah, if it's a decent campaign, and maybe you know you got some other modes for like you know horde moding and this thing, this down the third, then yeah, I think that would be a solid game. I'll be alright with that. Definitely be alright with that. Yeah, as far as um, <clears throat> as far as replayability, actually, there's actually a little blurb in this article here from uh, Pl- uh, Polygon. Um, so it says Col- Cold Iron, which is the studio making the game. Um, is designing Aliens Fireteam to be highly replayable. While players will start as a fresh colonial marine with a generic slate of skills, they'll be able to level their soldier up and unlock new weapons, abilities, and customizations over time. The studio promised an extensive arsenal of more than 30 weapons and more than 70 mods and attachments, plus a perk board that enhances and modifies players' abilities. I mean, that's... That's pretty cool, you know. Like, yeah, you know? that's pretty way more detailed than I thought. So yeah. that's cool. So actually having something to like strive for and you know attain and giving you you know multiple reasons to go back and play certain missions and whatnot, and you know having the variety of okay, yeah. like I have different mods, I have different classes, all right? That jazz. Like that that seems pretty cool, you know. And obviously we don't have that long yeah. to wait. It's, it's coming this summer, so uh, I'm I'm hope they didn't mention oh. anything about <clears throat> it, but I am hoping that they drop us like a little demo or a beta mm-hmm. or something because um yeah this seems like a really cool idea so. yes interesting man you don't usually see these kind of co-op games with perk pools too not perk pools but uh perk trees because mm. like this means that you can make a build for this game and um yeah that's 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 different yeah yeah it's definitely different 
Well, we'll see soon enough. Soon enough mm-hmm. for sure. Um, but yeah, we uh, dive into our next topic here. It, it, at this point, it seems like we're just kind of on a hot streak talking about Nintendo. Um, week after week after week, we're getting mm-hmm. you know little little bits and pieces of news. Um, this week, we've got some news on the Nintendo Switch Pro. The rumors are flying again. Um, we actually like got Nintendo Switch. No, oh, sorry, 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 sorry. Cut, cut the hate, bro. Cut the hate. Hey, 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 Nintendo had a good week last week. Let's yeah, get, yeah, we'll, yeah. Let's, let's give them some slack. Cut them some slack. They had a good week last week. We were pretty excited for what we saw last week. Um, and I'm, I'm pretty excited about what I'm hearing here. And again, this is all rumor, but um, it seems like uh, this time around, Bloomberg.com is actually reporting some news. And, you know, I'm, I, I tend to trust them as a source. But uh, we got some new news about the Nintendo Switch Pro. You know, they don't officially have a name, but... Basically, according to the report, Samsung will soon be producing uh, a 7-inch, 720p resolution OLED panel for the device. Um, And also, apparently, the Switch model will ship with a 4K uh, 4K high-definition graphics when paired to a TV. So, essentially, it's saying we'll get a 4K dock. Um, So, you know, not too much else by way of that rumor or that article, but, you know, that's a lot to chew on for... A company that you know usually doesn't really give us too much in the, <laughs> from rumors and whatnot, but you know this is something that we've we predicted. You know, I want to say a couple, well, a few episodes ago when we were talking about you know the Switch Pro rumors. This is what we were expecting, right? Seems like mm-hmm. a bigger screen this time around and a 4K dock, and you know that's that's a big deal, right? It's about time. You know, we're well into the era of 4K. Uh, obviously, the previous generation of consoles were already dabbling in 4K, so. It's time for Nintendo to, to you know, dive in and, and, and join the club. Um, so, you know, with that being said, you know, I want to get you guys' take on it. So, Chris, I'm going to let you start off this time around. What do you think? Cool. It's all cool and dandy. <laughs> but uh, y'all know how I feel. I done said this already 100%, you know, where my party chat at. Until I get that, I don't give a damn about no damn OLED screen or nothing like that. Where is... My party chat. That's all I want to talk about. <laughs> I want to talk about nothing else. I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I mean, like, I'm, I'm semi excited to see what they come up with, but then, like, I'm not trying to get too high on it because, you know. But that, that's a feature I want to hear about. I'm, I, the screen and all that's cool. Ooh, your screen's bigger. Nice. Not bad that the screen's bigger, but. I need to start talking about some features I really want to see. Give me something I really, really, really want to see. So let's say let's say we took the party chat thing out of it, right? Because oh, I don't, at this point, my own personal expectation is that that's not something that we're ever going to get. So let's just shove that out of your mind right now. What What else do you think, realistically, the Nintendo might do that you actually would love to see from this new? Well, one of the main things I think they need to do is fix the battery life. That is horrible. Mm. Battery life needs to improve tenfold. Mm. The joysticks need to be like like triple manufactured. You know what I mean? Like make a bin in a warehouse, do the eye test, send them to another warehouse, let them do stress tests, and then let them rebuild on top of what they ha- Make sure them shits hit. They need to be right. Mm. Um, <sighs> and I mean... 
if they're even gonna have if they're not gonna give me a party chat, at least give me a way to communicate in game with folks while I'm playing with them. Even if it's not as casual as me just be chilling on my Xbox home screen and getting a party with you guys, fine. You don't want me to be that casually relaxing, fine. But you can't keep giving me video games that require me to play peer to peer and I can't communicate in a way. Like you can't keep doing that, man. Like I'm I I don't know. Uh even if it's a text based thing via their servers or something. Give me something I can do to talk. It, it's just it I know I sound like I'm beating a dead horse here, but like it's really annoying. Like it, it's it's uh, I feel so you. Not cool. I feel you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> I get it. I mean, it, yeah, you're you're forced to resort to third party tactics to like really get you know your point across when you're talking to someone in a game. Like, but it know, should like, be so simple. Yeah, like <laughs> in, infamously, we know about your you know yes no Pokemon thing, and you know. <laughs> <laughs> and obviously that's not acceptable. But yeah, I I I personally think it's probably going to boil down to each individual developer getting their stuff together because it doesn't seem like Nintendo's interested in implementing any kind of system. So. Yeah, I think I think like Pokemon Company, if they're making a game, there needs to be a better way to communicate in the game as opposed to waiting for Nintendo to create some sort of generalized chat system. Because I don't, mm-hmm. I just at this point, I just don't see it happen. Yeah, yeah. I mean, at least you know, like games like Animal Crossing, they have like a little chat feature where you can talk. So, you know, like Denzel said, you know, they just it's just up to the game devs. Um, I doubt. We'll see it in, you know, the Switch console life, you know, um, they even said that, like, the Switch console is, like, halfway into its life cycle. So, like I said, I doubt that we'll see anything, like, innovative as that where we get an actual party system. Um, you know, like, <clears throat> at most, we'll probably just get, like, a screen upgrade, you know, 4K compa- uh, compatibility. I don't really think we're going to maybe see any performance boost, like, maybe a little bit, if anything, but... Mm. Especially if they want to keep that battery life at a reasonable rate, you know. That's why we ain't get uh, any a resolution boost because I'm sure if they got a resolution boost with the OLED, I'm sure the battery life would probably, you know, um, be even worse than what it is right now. Trying to mm. output that much power. So, well, even I'm, so, I would say there's an argument to be made. So I, I totally agree with you as far as the resolution staying at 720 because I think that makes the most sense for a battery life sake. Mm-hmm. Um, but I actually think the OLED screen could be a sign that they are finding ways to improve the battery life. O- OLED screens are a lot more efficient, energy efficient, mm-hmm. um, especially with blacks. <clears throat> like an OLED screen, for those who don't know, um, when you have a black image on the screen, all it does is just turn the pixel off, right? Like that's that's it. So that's essentially saving itself battery life right there. It doesn't have to it doesn't have to illuminate that part of the screen to create a, a black image. It just turns it off, and that's it. So um, that's why, you know, you notice with um, like, I, I, let's let's pull it out of video games, right? Like you notice that the prevalence of a dark mode being like a bigger thing for over across phones, right? The iPhone, Android phone, so on and so forth, right? These phones all have these OLED screens and dark mode has become more and more popular because it does save battery life on your phone. And, you know, in essence, we talk about it all the time. There's really not that big of a difference between the switch and the phone at this point. So I think that OLED screen is is one of the the call-outs to me that they're really looking to improve battery life. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm hoping that they really dive, de- dive headfirst into it. Me personally, I think, um, to echo something that Chris mentioned with the controllers, they definitely need to improve the quality of the controllers. But for me, I need it to be like, it, it can't be flat on the back. It just, it doesn't feel good ergonomically. 
Like, I shouldn't have to go by, mm-hmm. and I understand that maybe there's something to that. Like, they have relationships with um, accessory makers and whatnot, but I shouldn't have to go buy an extra case to be able to comfortably hold my Switch without, like, my hands falling apart over some period of time. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you look at, I don't know if I can, my camera's going to pick this up, but you look at, like, a, an Xbox controller or any other controller, right? It's got this this uh, area back here. Which makes it easier for your hands to kind of rest on it. So I would be looking for my Switch controller to have something similar to that, right? Like some sort of uh, what I guess you could say, like a, like a, a hump on the backside, mm-hmm. so that I can ergonomically hold it, you know, caress it, and play my my uh, Breath of the Wild without having my hands hurt. You know, is that so much? Did you have to say caress. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I did. Sexy. I'm not gonna lie. I did say caress. But- the one thing that I do want it too is that since we are getting a new Nintendo Switch with a new size, we'll be seeing like a new Joy-Con for it as well. And would even like the old Joy-Cons that we have be even accessible to us since the size of the Switch is going to be just a little bit bigger. I mean, it's only 0.8 inches, but I mean, could that just be enough where it's like our, you know, Joy-Cons don't even work with it? Or like, you know, hook up to the, the, the pad itself. So mm-hmm. then it's like, oh, do I have to spend like more on you know, new Joy-Cons eventually, this, that. So that's, like, one thing that, um, you know, I am thinking about with the new, you know, Nintendo Switch. Like mm-hmm. I said, it's a 7-inch uh, 720 OLED compared to a 6.2-inch uh, LCD that they have currently. So, I mean, only time could tell, really. Yeah. And I think you made a good point about the size difference relative to the Joy-Cons. To me, I actually think that the, what it means is they'll just be a lot less bezel on the machine. I don't think the physical dimensions of the device will change. Um, so I think that our old Joy-Cons will probably end up working. Although I'm hoping that they go for more of a like next gen change as opposed to just being like an it- a small iteration to the Switch. Like I want a brand new chipset so that I'm getting mm. much higher quality graphics, right? Like I, I don't think that they have chipsets to be- make ray tracing, but you know, like I'm looking for some, I'm looking for like a one X at that point, right? Mm-hmm. If the, if the switch is basically a Wii U, like I want this next iteration of the switch to be a a one X, like really good or much better graphically than what we had beforehand. Um, and obviously capable of pushing out 4k on a dock. So, you know, and, and I guess it'll, it'll be something that we have to take a look at is, is the dock itself going to have its own GPU in it? Right. Mm. Like, is the dock going to be what's boosting it or is it just going to be everything's contained within the switch? As it is now, everything's contained within the switch and it being docked, you know, provides it the power, like literal power to be able to put out a higher resolution without dying quickly. That would be something I'm curious to see because, you know, I I still believe that Nintendo should have pushed out a, a 4K dock eons ago and just you know mm-hmm. charged us $100 or whatever it had to be for the, the dock to have a, a GPU in it on its own and, you know, up-res the graphics and up-res up all the different things. But it seems like they're going a different route, maybe, based on this report. And, you know, that's one thing to bear in mind is this is all rumor. So who knows if this is even true. But yeah. if the report is to be believed, we're going to see something really soon. I kind of want to see them fix the little kickstand thing, too. Mm-hmm. Like, I know that's yeah. also minor, but that shit has been trashed since they started the Switch. It's never worked well. And it's I remember just... when they first... Uh, it just doesn't hold it up. It's not sturdy enough or anything. Mm-hmm. When the Switch was first announced, I remember the first advertisement I saw for it was... Uh, it was like some kids in like a park or some shit like that. 
and the one kid pulled it out of his backpack, and uh, the kickstand in his was amazing. That was an impeccable kickstand in the advertisement. It was very sturdy. He pulled it out, he set up his thing, and he was able to fully take advantage of the whole we have multiple people here and turning it into a tiny screen thing. Yep. Mm-hmm. As of right now, you've never really truly been able to like do that. Unless, again, like you said, you go out and buy a third-party like little sleeve or something that has a better kickstand on it, and then maybe you can do that. But, like, yeah, you got to fix that. That's terrible. You can't just yeah. add a little flimsy-ass little thing that y'all had forever and never really improve it. This is another one of those situations. Like, what? just steal someone else's idea, guys. Microsoft has great ideas. Mm-hmm. This is this is a, a, a Surface. Oh my, I can't even, like, situate myself. But just... Just make the whole back piece come off. That's it. Exactly. So so easy. Just and then you can even make the um, just like Microsoft does. You can make the uh, memory card fit somewhere back here, uh, and just it's it. What are you doing, Nintendo? Like, <laughs> if you if you don't want to iterate, you can just steal someone else's idea, man. Uh, I don't know. They say genius mm-hmm. steal, right? Like, mm-hmm. look at what Apple does, right? Like, and these ideas are already out there. Just take them. And give us what we want. And there's so many different varieties. They don't even have to take that one. There's so many different kinds of ways they can fix that. Yeah. Instead, they give you the little, I'm going to call it the little, little cakes, cake, I don't know, little cake stand or whatever it is. I don't know. But it's like, <laughs> like a little mini. Comes little... Out, yeah. It's like your pinky and it yeah. just like pops out. It's, fl- it's mm-hmm. flimsy. It's Because if, if somebody, yeah. if somebody pushes on the top side of the opposite end, it'll just keel over. Like. Uh, they breathe on it too hard, it's gonna kill over. Yeah, that's just yeah, facts. Like, how are you gonna play outside when it's like windy and the next thing you know, it's just knocked over? Yeah, like, I remember I tried to actually. I mean, granted, I'm on a plane and there was there was a little bit of turbulence, but I remember like I tried to set it down on the plane and it wasn't really. It didn't fall over, but like you know, I just it had me a little nervous and I just ended mm-hmm. up playing it in handheld mode. Um, but yeah, you know, it'd be nice to. Like those little quality of life things, you know, like now you've had that iteration out in the wild. I'm sure you've gotten a ton of feedback. And I think that's an opportunity for them, for them to really reiterate the design and, and fix up a lot of different things. So Nintendo, as always, we're watching you, man. We're watching you. Mm-hmm. Yo, do you guys think, it, what would you guys think if they put a projector in it? Oof, that would drive up the price like crazy. It would, but you're talking about at that point finding any wall that you can come yeah. up with and turn it into a screen. I would I, what I would rather them do <clears throat> because I don't want I don't want that to like increase by another $100. I'd rather them mm-hmm. push out an accessory to give me the option yeah. to do that. I think that'd be really cool. Um maybe kind of like a I guess in a sense it'd be a separate base, but yeah, it, and it would it would obviously have to pull power to Actually, yeah, that's another reason why you'd want it to be its own separate accessory because the projector itself can have its own battery life and it's just something mm-hmm. you plop in on it. Yeah. And Boom, you're good to go. That'd actually be a great accessory idea. I would love that. That would be cool. Mm-hmm. But don't don't build it in because then you've already cut the battery life in half just by doing that and then increasing the price by another $150. And I don't want any of that. So, yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. Um, well, diving over <clears> to the next topic here. I don't really have a good segue for this because it's pretty different from... Oh, in a way, there's, there's probably something I could have pulled up. But either way, we got some big news from Epic this week. Mm-hmm. Big, big news, epic actually. News. Yeah, <laughs> epic news, some would say. <laughs> but yeah, Epic's been going in, man. They've, uh, you know, they previously acquired uh, Cyanic, Cyanic Games, um, the people who make 
Rocket League, one of my favorite games. Um, and now they went ahead and acquired Mediatonic, the makers of Fall Guys. Everyone's uh, favorite new family game. Um, yeah, Fall Guys is now a part of Epic Games. And it uh, seems like there's going to be some really interesting changes coming down the pipeline. Um, they haven't really said anything explicit, but I have some guesses as to what you know they may be looking to do next but before i even get into what i think about this guys you know i want to hear what you guys think so manny i'll let you start off this time yeah i mean we already know like epic likes to just have that you know life service gaming just library that they have starting off with, like fortnite then you got rocket league that they bought like you mentioned and now we got fall guys who's like you know like the same thing just like a some it's like a life service you know even though you got to pay 20 dollars to buy the game but at the moment um, you know, who knows? Maybe they even have plans in the future to put it in the Epic Game Stores and just throw it for free, um, like they did with Rocket League. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, really huge news, definitely. Um, and we know Epic being one of those first to push crossplay with like this, uh, all these multi-platform games like Fortnite and Rocket League. Um, we see how you know big it is for Fall Guys because. You know, there's a lot of players that play in different consoles and everything like that. Like, for example, PlayStation players who got the game for free maybe don't want to spend another $20 to play with their Xbox friends. And if you're able to, like, you know, use Epic as to push it into, like, the crossplay community, um, it'll definitely be huge in that sense. You know, get to play with everybody, like, you know, the PC players as well and the Xbox players, PlayStation. So that's what I can kind of see with the future of, like, what it means for, you know, somebody uh, for the game like Fall Guys. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you said a lot of things I, um, I was gonna say myself, so yeah, you, you hit the <laughs> nail on the head, Chris. What do you think about this? Um, I think Epic is just out here trying to make sure all the stream numbers belong to them because, uh, <laughs> between all these little games or whatever, like, yeah, they're gonna be taking up like at least a third of all the active streams on Twitch at all times. <laughs> um, no, nah, I mean, I think it's big. I think it's uh, actually big for the folks who created the game because, you know, people don't be understanding. Like, some of these devs are, like, they're small groups of folks or they're coming from places where they don't got the resources like some of these other places do. So, you know, I, you know, some people, I think, look at it like, oh, why would they want to get bought out? It's like, no, some of these people want to get bought out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Some of these people want somebody to come along with some money to do partnership and help them expand and grow and all that. So I think, uh, man, I I don't know exactly what they're going to do, but given the fact that they've already been doing their thing with the, you know, Fortnite and stuff, ah, man, they're going to do some crazy shit to this game, man. I can tell. I think we're going to get a lot of new game modes. I think we're going to start to get some new maps. And I think it's going to become a more... I think as the game progresses, they're going to make it a more in-depth game. Because right now, even though it's really cool and it's fun and all, some of the game modes are pretty simplistic. So, like, for example, they got that one where, like, uh, somebody's got the tail, and you got to go grab the tail off of that person and then try to make it to the end of the the clock or whatever. Mm. I think they'll start to develop way more... way more games where it's, like, it's not so much a luck thing, and it's more of a, I did this... I shit on you, but that's why I'm at the top of the board. Not no, oh, damn, I tripped over this dumbass bump in the ground and I fell through a <laughs> hole. And You know what I'm saying? It's not going to be so much of that. Um, 
Yeah, I don't know. I don't know exactly what they're going to do, but I, I see them really trying to take this forward for sure. Yeah. You know, it's coming to all the consoles, which is also a big thing. It kind of almost seems like both of these things were done in conjunction because then, you know, we got absorbed. Now let's make sure it's on all the platforms. Now when we come up with these new things, we can put it out in front of everybody. Like, it seems like they're just trying to make sure that this is a game that grows and everybody has access to whenever they want to play it. Yep. Mm-hmm. So yep. that's cool. <clears throat> yeah. I'm, <clears throat> I look at this game as really like a, a modern day Mario Party. <clears throat> and it's yeah. weird to say modern day because obviously Mar- Mario Party is still relevant. But, you know, a Mario Party that lives on every console, it's, it's pretty much u- ubiquitous, right? Um, and, you know, as many mentioned, it's, it's, it seems so obvious based off of the intentions of, of Epic Games to put every game that they own everywhere and just have a really um, broad range of players. You know, obviously, Rocket League, you can play on any platform that you, you can think of. Fortnite, you can play on any platform you can think of. And it just seems so obvious that Fall Guys was already heading in that direction. And Epic Games is just going to help them get the resources that they need to push that further. You know, I, I'm, I would be shocked if when the summer hits and, and the game comes to the Switch and to the Xbox that it didn't have crossplay off the bat. Um, it, just, it just seems so obvious to me. <clears throat> and yeah, and also as Manny mentioned, you know the the live service model seems like the next most logical step for Fall Guys, right? I'm sure you can push through having different seasons, um, and every season has its its new set of costumes. And I'm sure we'll get some fall uh, some Fortnite crossover <laughs> with certain characters, and you know all the crossover that that Fortnite itself already gets, right? Like they speaking of aliens they just fortnite just got an alien skin i think you could play as ripley mm-hmm. in the game mm-hmm. they've had marvel crossovers they've had halo crossover god of war so on and so forth all that's gonna come over to fall guys you're gonna see all those costumes in fall guys more than likely um and yeah and also as, as chris mentioned um I, I didn't fully agree with you when you mentioned the whole thing about certain modes being about luck because i i think that game is there's some luck involved but i think that game is largely about skill like you can kind of see those little bumps coming but either way yeah, there'll be more games for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, more, more different game types sprinkled in there. Um, man, yeah, I'm just really excited for this, man. I cannot wait for that game to come to Xbox because I want to play it so much more with like a broader set of people. Yeah. Being limited to having to play it on PC right now kind of sucks, and obviously the ex- excitement for that game died down a little bit. But you know, getting Epic behind it, infusing a little bit more life into it, and you know, pushing it across multiple platforms like this. You think about um, Among Us, right? <clears throat> like, obviously, that game's died off. What can really reinvigorate that game? I don't know at this point, because it was already cross-play. It was already everywhere that you can think of. Um, you know, Fall Guys is just so... Like, I can see the different ways that you can, like, breathe new life into this game and make it really relevant for years to come. And that clearly mm-hmm. seems to be Epic's model. Um, with that being said, you know... Is there anything else you guys can think of where Epic might be going after next? Like anything that's already out there that um, Epic might make a lot of sense to make this better? Imagine Epic buys, um, you know, the Among Us Studio too. <laughs> like he's gonna <laughs> just buy everything. Yeah. Just, just buy all the all the big games. Yeah. Um, Among Us probably is the only thing I could think of that maybe they would try to go after. Um, because it seems like they're going after a very certain type of game. Like, it doesn't seem like they're going after everything. It seems like they're going after things that have, the, like like you said, the whole cross-platform potential, and they're more based on just 
going in and seasonal model and you know rocket league you get a car you get all your new stuff in the season like it seems like they're going very much after games like that maybe they even oh, oh i pray they do this actually they should go go after spell break because mm. i feel like spell break right when it came out and we played it it's cool and spell break is not a bad game but it still needs more it, it needs some more punch to to kind of get me to play it like really consistently, I, I, it just it doesn't feel like it's finished. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I like, feel there's you not know. enough to it. Yeah, it's just man, that would be lit. I'd be here for that. My Buy question that is, game. who actually makes that game though? I thought yeah, I thought they had some of it because I remember when I first played like the alphas like before. It's you know, it's the on game the Epic Game Store. Up. Yeah, I know it's yeah. on the Epic oh, Game okay. Store. So. You know, but, maybe there was some kind of partnering to get that into that big game store, but I, I'm not 100% sure, you know. That would be amazing if they bought that out, because, oh, that game just needs some love, bro. If it gets a little bit of TLC, it could take off. Proletariat seems to be the developers. Proletariat. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, actually, that would be really cool, because, yeah, I that game I could see being in a very similar model. Um, I think they, they already own Dauntless. And for some reason, those games yeah. kind of remind me of each other. Obviously, Dauntless is a more of like a Monster Hunter style game. You know, that's clearly what they're going after. But yeah, if they, if they went after Spellbreak, that would actually be really cool. I like that game. I a would lot. love it, bro. Oh, that game needs so some. Good. They needs it needs some love. It needs some um, resources to be injected into it. And I think that game could be bigger. Um, I don't know how much money that studio has, and I, I hope that they can succeed. But yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be cool. Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely. All right, word. Um, Manny, did you have a a game aside from Among Us that you know nothing else? Um, I mean, besides Among Us, I can't really think of any other. Like, I feel like what's gonna end up happening is like you know, like you know, for the past couple of summers, there's always been that one game that's just like been a big hitter. Mm-hmm. So maybe, who knows? They might find like a next big indie game that is like, you know, okay, you know, this game blew up for the summer, died down a little bit, and the next thing you know, they're just gonna. Just go attack, get that studio, and then just like make it into like an Epic Game Store live service type of thing. Like, but imagine if they get they get Among Us and like they just like, you know, made it into like you know like a live service with seasons and everything like that. I feel like that would be so dope. If they get Among Us, <clears throat> I, I don't want them to get Among Us. But if they did, you know? <laughs> I would just want them to make Among Us in three D. I feel like that'd yeah. be dope. You know, make a three D version of the game. Like that would be. Like more anxiety inducing than like the actual Among Us. Yeah, games. like a, a first person 3D. What? That yeah, would be like, so crazy. Like, it would basically yeah. be a horror game. <laughs> that, that, I mean, <laughs> Among Us is kind of a horror game in certain <laughs> yeah, scenarios, true, yeah. but like, yeah, be even more like scary. That would be actually really cool. Speaking of scary, we got to get back into uh, Phasmophobia. Phas- <laughs> I mean, you might buy the studio from Phasmophobia. <laughs> yeah. Prop a lot less likely. A lot less. Yeah, likely. Lot there's less no likely, service yeah. model. Really to be had there, but but yeah, no, um, <laughs> you're right, who knows for sure. Um, but yeah, uh, moving on to our, our, our final topic, really, of the day here. Um, it's got to do with uh, with the, with the next gen systems here. So, I think it was Kotaku, they released a pretty, pretty interesting article that kind of set the internet on fire here, you know, like it's. It's going to be a, a council war-y conversation in a way, but, um, you know, they released a, a, an article last week. It said, sorry, PS5, Xbox Series X has become my preferred console. And the article pretty much 
in a well, really well written way, talked about how um, the the writer Zach. Oof, I'm gonna butcher this man's name, but Zach Zuzan. Mm. We'll go with Zuzan. Yeah, Zuizen. I'm saying Zuizen. 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 <laughs> there you go. We'll go with that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he basically talks about how you know at the at the beginning of the generation, which is weird to say because it's still technically the but whatever back in november when he first got his playstation 5 he expected that to be the system that he played all his games on right played backwards compatibility games and played all the new stuff and whatnot and while he really credits some of the launch titles on the playstation 5 you know he specifically cites uh that he got godfall he got spider-man miles morales he beat astro's playroom um and then you know he downloaded some old ps4 games like gta online and red dead online um and he admitted that when it first came out, he had a pretty good time. Um, but, you know, as the nature of his job, he obviously got both consoles. And he kind of goes on to talk about how the experience of the Xbox Series X really changed his thinking around playing, you know, games in general, right? Like, he he really found himself playing a lot more on his Series X just because of the overall experience. You know, he cited a couple things in particular. Um, and I want to dive into it too much just yet. I'll let you guys kind of say your piece but he there's four things in particular that he referenced in the article he referenced the ability to get an expansion pack um you know the the one terabyte expansion card which i actually just got this week i have to say freaking amazing (laughs) beautiful i don't care if it was two hundred dollars it was worth every cent anyways um he, he cites the ability to expand storage he cites the play anywhere features where you can jump between you know, playing a game on PC, playing a game on the Series X, and playing a game on his old Xbox One. Um, and the fluidity of that, he, he cites how much that has increased his experience um, playing video games. He also cites Game Pass and having a really wide range of games to play and test out and so on and so forth and kind of be risk-free in a sense. He, he, wasn't, he felt like he wasn't short of opportunities to play games. And then he also referenced backwards compatibility. But not just the backwards compatibility, but how Microsoft, and you know, this is something that we've talked about pretty frequently, has enhanced the backwards compatibility experience with features like auto HDR and um, FPS boost. You know, he, he's kind of with all of those things, he's, he's given Microsoft credit to say that they've created such a great overall gaming experience um, that, you know, he, he really just wants to play at least for now, almost exclusively on the Xbox. And, you know, I, I, I personally, will echo everything that he said because I think that Microsoft has made an amazing, amazing experience with the Series X so far. Um, but, you know, I'm going to turn it over to you guys. Chris, I'll let you start off. I know you don't have a, a Series X just yet. Just yet. We're almost there. We'll have one. We're gonna, we're gonna have one almost soon. got him. We're almost Close. got him. You're going to have one soon. Close. But, you know, tell us what you think. Um, I mean, yeah, I ain't got none of the, the systems. You guys know this. Um, But... Just based on what was said, I mean, basically the guy is writing an article about just how convenient the Microsoft ecosystem is. You know, it's 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 actually this is I hate making this comparison, but I have to. A lot of what he said reminds me of kind of like how people talk about their Apple ecosystem, mm-hmm. where like they love their iPhone and getting their Mac and their iPad and how everything speaks to each other, and it's really easy for things to kind of flow. It's not the same, but then it it is the same. You know what I'm saying? Where like with this Xbox shit, all your stuff is very connected down to the app, down to the console, down to even like my headsets and shit. Like I press the button to turn the headset on and it turns on everything. 
You know what I'm saying? Like that's it's like they thought of every single tiny detail and then they give it to you, mm-hmm. you know? Even down to the uh the elite controllers. And you know, the the joysticks are like magnetic and like they do all these little tiny things that they don't have to do, but they kinda do. The only thing that kind of struck me like that with uh the PlayStation Five is the controller. And mm-hmm. we already spoke about how the controller's fucking up, so yeah, you know, uh, again, it's from somebody who don't got it, but just from what I see, it's like, I don't know, they made it so that way you can come into the ecosystem, and they did this on purpose, strictly because, like you said, they want you to be able to play Microsoft shit wherever you are, and they want you to be comfortable. Mm-hmm. They want you to come in and say, wow, this is cozy. <laughs> This is warm. I think I'll stay a while. I think I might chill for a little bit. That, that's what they want, you know. That so they're they're doing well with that. That you know, and 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 it's getting to the point where it's kind of undeniable. Like my my one friend from my job that I converted, very proud of that conversion. He doesn't sound like he's mad. He made the purchase. You know, he sounds like he's very happy with it. He loves the whole Game Pass feature. Which was mentioned in the article, um, and I think Sony's trying their best to try to like catch up with that, even though it still isn't as good. Um, yeah, man, this is just one of those things. Microsoft's way too connected; they're just too connected. Dead ass, man. Sony, if y'all didn't have y'all exclusives, bruh, yep. this would be a no contest. But you do have your exclusives, so it keeps you in the war for right now. But. This that's what that tells me. Everything else on paper is better if you buy an Xbox, except for the games that you're gonna be missing out on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, you know I think I think it's funny how you did mention exclusives, and I've been hearing a lot of rumors about like how some of these exclusives from PlayStation is even gonna hit the PC market. So it's like, yeah. you know, in the end, you know, if you do have a PC set, which is probably easier to get now compared to a PS5, you can still play. You know. If they bring those games in the PC, you could play those games, and it's like, all right, what is the PS5 there for? Except for the controller, which I could still just buy and use for my PC if I have to, anyways. <laughs> but you know, I one thing I did like, you know, met, like that he mentioned the article was like the fact that you know from games of the previous generation, my like Xbox One X, how I can just easily just download the game, save data, goes through the cloud, and I'm just good. I'm back in the game. I don't have to worry about you know. Like how the PlayStation size, like I have to buy PlayStation Plus just to set into the cloud, and even like, even so, it's like uh, speaking on personal experience, and I know I mentioned this a couple of weeks ago on the podcast, how like, you know, I was so close to finishing The Last of Us Two, and I uploaded uploaded the save data to the cloud, and how like, you know, it didn't just transfer over to the PS Five. I had to start a new game, and I spent like you know thirty plus hours in it because I was playing a hard difficulty. So it's like you know like a turnoff for me because like I'm not gonna go and play this game all over again, especially when I was like probably like thirty minutes away from the game. And how like uh, Xbox is just like all right, you got this game for this console, and you're gonna go to the other console, just sync up the cloud, and you're good. You just play from where you left off, or like even how you mentioned how you could just you know. Uh, uh, I think he was Gears of War, for example. You know, I could play on my Xbox, or if I don't want to, you know, play my Xbox more, go on my PC, I could play Gears of War on my PC, and it's still, like, the same experience. Or, even if I'm willing to, you know, stream it on my phone, if I, you know, have no other options to play it at the moment. So it's, like, just the accessibility of being able to take the Xbox 
and just like the whole ecosystem, like mentioned, is just like, so easy and just makes it so. What's the word? Uh, welcoming, I guess you could say, just like to just to want to play it more than you know, like what the PlayStation has to offer at the moment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Yeah, I I think you you nailed it, both of you guys, in, in what you're talking about. Um, <clears throat> and it's funny because this person references that they've they've just come to this realization. Personally, I've felt this way about the difference between PlayStation and Xbox for some time now. Um, obviously, we all know that the Xbox One did not get off to a good start. But as soon as Phil Spencer took over, you know, pushing pushing the studios and pushing the um, the company as a whole to be a lot more gaming focused, like they always had those little features, right? Like. Like Xbox was the first one to have a party chat. You know, we talk we're talking about that mm-hmm. multiple times, right? Like they've had party chats since Xbox 360. Um, and you know, PlayStation's just caught up to that game recently as far as the party chat system goes. Um, the the cloud save stuff, that's been a thing that's that's been in existence for a while now, back at back since the 360. So, you know, I've always been the type of gamer who's had both systems. And I I strictly play my PlayStation for the exclusives, and then it just goes back on the shelf, and I don't touch it for a very long time. Right? Overall, the experience. I mean, and obviously, like you know, the friends that I play with play a role in that as well. But largely, you know, and I I, I talked Chris into coming over too. You know, like the experience is just different over here, or it's different on an Xbox. Like there's just a lot more quality of life features that they tend to get right compared to what PlayStation does. And PlayStation, they have a lot of features too that I I'll give them credit for, but like it doesn't it doesn't string together as seamlessly as it does on Xbox. Um you know, even even talking about that expansion card and <clears throat> the way certain things work. Like I was fortunate enough to get an Xbox Series S this this past week. It's coming in um next week and my plan is to leave it in the living room and I got the expansion card last week for that kind of for that reason right to be able to just unplug the expansion card go downstairs plug it in play in the living room with my wife and you know play whatever games it is that we want to play like having the ability to do that seamlessly is just like another thing that's like that's missing from playstation they don't have that you know like mm-hmm. and and obviously game pass game pass being the biggest thing out of all of those things like and everything that game game pass allows you to do as many mentioned where if I'm not able to play on my Xbox or I don't necessarily want to play on my Xbox, I can pull out my phone and I can play anywhere. You know, um, I'm sure by the summer, because it seems like based off of rumors, um, you'll be able to play on your laptop through xCloud. You know, um, like there's just so many options and so many different things that Microsoft's doing. Um, and it's funny that, Chris, you mentioned the idea of it being like Apple versus like Android or, you know, whatever, what have you. Um, I always, I always drew that parallel in my mind that when people talk about pc gaming and console gaming it's very much a similar situation of like console gaming is kind of like it's a nice experience it's like you know you get to sit back and and play on your tv or whatever and everything just kind of works so it's very similar to being in an apple ecosystem um Mm -hmm. and then playing on a pc is a lot more like android it's you know there's a little bit more work you have to do um, but there's a lot of different things that you can do um, it's interesting because that falls apart when you talk about PlayStation. PlayStation isn't necessarily as clean of an ecosystem. Like, there's a lot of features missing, but they really have the games. 
So it's like mm-hmm. if I don't if I'm not getting that great experience outside of you know being able to plug it up to my TV and all these great games that you guys are talking about are coming to the PC, it's like, well, what's the point of having a PlayStation? So yeah. it's interesting. I'm sure Sony's gonna find a an answer to that question. It seems like they're probably working on a couple of things. Obviously, last week um, they announced that the the new generation of the PlayStation VR is going to be coming soon. So I'm sure Sony's working on having an answer to these questions that are coming up. Like, you know, I'm sure that they saw this article, and you know, I'm part. I'm sure it probably didn't sit well with them. They're they're competitive. Mm-hmm. They're a good. They're a good uh, company. So I'm sure they're working on stuff. But as of right now, you know, it's good to see that Microsoft is getting the recognition that they deserve for, with the gambles. You know, if you if you really want to call it that, the decisions that they made around mm-hmm. the xbox and the ecosystem and how they're pushing things forward because you know xbox they've they get beat up on a lot you know they microsoft does not get as much slack as as nintendo or even sony with a lot of things that they do right like people love to to gang up on microsoft and talk trash about them mm-hmm. and i'm glad that people are starting to give them their due you know give them credit where credit's due largely as we always mention you know i think uh phil spencer has a lot to do with that you give him, you know, you got you got to give him all the credit in the world, right? He mm-hmm. he helped lift Xbox in in even Microsoft's eyes, right? In 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 the, the uh, Satya Nadella, who's the the head of Microsoft at this point, you know, he he helped show Satya that gaming is important, and they've pulled it because I think the way that Xbox used to be set up was it was a division under Windows, like it was locked into a, a separate subdivision, and you know. Since Phil was there, he kind of showed like, hey, this needs to be its own pillar. Like gaming is important. It's one of the most important um, entertainment industries in the world. Um, you know, you, you can't have this relegated to being under something else. Like this has to be its own thing. And ever since then, Microsoft's been throwing money left and right. You know, we saw them buy Bethesda, spending $7.5 billion. You know, there's some rumors that they're, they're still working on getting more studios. So mm-hmm. Xbox is uh, it's on the come up for sure. It's excited to see for sure. Yeah, shout out to that ZeniMax deal, finally official. Yeah, yeah, finally <laughs> official this week. So hopefully we're going to get some news soon. Oof, yeah. can't wait. Yeah. Trying to hear something about that Starfield, man. Everybody's uh, waiting. Everybody's waiting for the Starfield news. Yeah, there's a, there's a there's another rumor that uh, we're supposed to be getting an event this, this month. Hopefully within the next couple of weeks, actually. Um, to, uh, Bethesda specific event? Mm-hmm. Yep, that's oh, been a, a rumor floating around. You know, emphasis on rumor. So you know, we'll see what happens. But the, the yeah, rumor take it with is a grain that, of salt. Yeah, take it with a grain of salt. But the the, the prevailing rumor is that mid March there's supposed to be a quick little event. Um, maybe maybe even just a, a YouTube video that they just dropped to say, hey, you know, like I think they they were saying Pete Hines, who's the head of Zenimax, um, you know, will just pop up and say, hey guys, we're we're you know happy to be part of the family, whatever, whatever. Here's some information. Maybe we might get some nuggets, but I'm really hoping we see some Starfield. That's that's what I'm here for. It better be better than that Resident Evil uh, move that they had. <laughs> that was like 15 minutes long that they hyped up for no reason. Hey, man. I better mean, you better. got a demo. You got a demo out of it. Oh, my God. You got a demo, but, you know? Yeah. You know, hopefully we do get some Starfield or, yeah. you know, even the next Elder Scroll news. Imagine if the dude, like, walks out and he's like, yeah, Starfield's not ready yet, but we want you guys to play this in the meantime. And then it's like Elder Scrolls 3. <laughs> that would never happen. Remastered. Yo, no, I'm telling you, fam. They might have pulled a Nintendo out here. Yeah. The only way that's acceptable if they're like, yeah, Starfield, we're not ready to show Starfield yet. But here's Wolfenstein 3. I'll be like, oh, bet. I'll take that. I'll take that. I'm good. But yeah. Uh, yeah, we can't wait to see 
what's coming next for Xbox. Um, but yeah, guys, I think that's going to be it for now. Thank you guys for watching. Make sure you let us know what you guys think about pretty much all the topics we talked about this week. You know, let us know your answers for the icebreaker down in the comments. Let us know what you think about all the games that got announced this week. Um, about your preference on next gen consoles, whether you prefer Xbox or whether you prefer PlayStation. Um, you know, we really want to hear from you guys, so make sure you, you know, drop some information in the comments, talk to us. We love being in the comments to talk to you guys back. Make sure to like and subscribe as always. And before we go, Chris, Manny, where can the people find you? Manny, All right, I guess. I, I'll start. I'll yeah, start. You go, Goopy. Yeah, I was, was going to say, you know, <laughs> Chris Lee is winding up. I'll back Chris. I'm sorry. But you can find me anywhere. Twitch.tv slash GoopmasterFlex. Uh, Instagram is GoopmasterFlex underscore TTV. Same as Twitter. Um, and yeah, that's where you can find me. Okay. Chris, Chris, what's up? Well, you know, I'm on everything. Same shit. At M A Y 2 5 T. H-X-X on everything. And I just put new headers and shit up on my Twitch. So, it's nice. It's very pretty now. It's nice. Go check it out, guys. Go check the shit out. Yes, sir. Check it and... out. Twitch.tv slash May25XX. Check that out. I think I mean, we're all trying to get back. <laughs> yeah, of course. You can't, <laughs> can't forget the pen pal, guys. Can't forget the pen pal. But yeah, I think we're all going to try to get uh, back up on the Twitch game pretty heavy. So, you know, make sure to check out Manny, twitch.tv slash GoopmasterFlex. And for myself, I'm BlackIce8 on everything. So twitch.tv slash BlackIce8. Um, check me out on Instagram at BlackIce8 underscore gaming. And of course, check out the podcast uh, on Instagram as well at XPACPod. But yeah, we'll talk to you guys next week. Thank you guys for watching. As always, peace.